0: Hello and welcome everyone to the Break Time Podcast. Here we just kind of chill and talk about whatever interests us. We'll start somewhere and see where it takes us. I'm Ryan, and as always, I'm joined... I hate that I put that in the script, actually, because uh, <laughs> it seems like we can never get something lined up. We had one good week, and I'm kind of regretting putting that as always in the script now. As always. Because, as always, I'm joined by my two good friends. You're uh, by this your time ar- you this time around, This time around... It's Eric that is here, and Jake that is not here because Jake got a case of the sniffles, really, really bad sniffles, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and it resulted in his absence, or maybe his maybe he just can't maybe he's just silent and invisible because of his sniffles
1: okay, he's here in spit
0: yeah well we're always here in spirit that's how this show kind of works when you're not here we're like eric's still here he's just he's just he he lives on in our hearts for as long as he isn't here and this week jake shall live on in our hearts until his sniffles get better also insist i will also insist on referring to them as sniffles as far as we ever refer to jake having or being absent it'll always be because of sniffles
1: Man, I, anyway, I know we started the podcast in like April, but man, April has not been a good month for me.
0: <laughs> really? So... It, I guess it has, and you haven't been here. <laughs> <and> then,
1: <laughs> for various Mary,
0: for reasons. Mm-hmm.
1: Right, and I, I do have a slight continuation to what I talked about last week, where I had to change medication because of my previous medication... I was allergic to and had.
0: You were allergic to it, and it gave you ten. I got ten yes, yes, so remember. it's
1: fine now. My tens are fine. <laughs> but now I changed medicines. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you can I'm- probably see where this is going. I'm also allergic to a new medicine.
0: Great. Okay. And did it give you any horrible side effects? Uh not
1: tendonitis, but I have a very bad rash all over my body. I am red Oh god. I am now red. Mm. <laughs> Everywhere. You're red. <laughs> I am red. Uh it's so bad. It's so itchy. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. pleasant. And the and the this is all
0: <laughs> Sorry, continue.
1: And the and the thing is I right, I started this new medication last Friday. So like 8 days ago. And only until yesterday that I found side effects for it. So it's like a delayed reaction which I think is even worse than having like an initial reaction. Mm-hmm. Like why? And so the rash. <laughs> why? Well, it,
0: well, like sometimes it takes that long for side effects to appear. You can't expect, oh, I'm going to take this and immediately break out. I mean, I that kind of does happen though. My sister has certain allergies in which that immediately happens, but sometimes it's not immediate. Sometimes you're like, I feel fine, and then suddenly, you know, a day later, you find some bumps in a weird spot, and you're like, huh, that's weird. Why is that there? And you're like, oh no, it's crawling up my entire arm. And now you're like, huh, I wonder if it has anything to do with something that changed recently. And then, you know, it turns out that you're allergic to your medic. you treated this new medication as well.
1: It just just sucks.
0: I remember, this is to get rid of some bacteria that was causing some uncontrollable burping.
1: Yes, it's... And I don't think the medications help, I'm
0: still burping. Hmm. So
1: I, like, took it for nothing, and I have a rash.
0: Well, maybe it needs a little bit of time to do its job. I don't know exactly what it's supposed to do. I'm surprised are, the, you're just not you're not just on like antibiotics. It to, is you know, it is antibiotics. But you're you're just allergic to this one too. Yes. Why?
1: <laughs> Why? Well, I don't know. Because your
0: body thinks it's a poison. It thinks it's a. It thinks a t- I'm gonna die. It thinks that it's <laughs> yes. Your body thinks that this is not okay to have in your body. Time to act out on it. That's what that's what happens sometimes.
1: Man, it was fine for a week and it slowly went downhill. My my when I first saw it, it was yesterday afternoon. I was like, hmm, my leg's getting kinda itchy. So I went to lie down. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm gonna take a nap anyways. I wake up and I hmm, I'm still kinda itchy. Itchy. And my first thought it was like, it must be bugs, right? <laughs> Even though my legs have like a clear sign of there being way too
0: many bug bites. Like, hmm, yes, yeah, bugs. So I- yeah, you just got you got bitten by like 50 bugs all at once. <laughs> i was like, there must and be. It just so happened to it just so happened to coincide with that time you took that antibiotic pill. I'm like, yeah, it must be it- bugs, right? Surely it can't yeah. be my medication a second there, no, time. What you don't know is that there are actually 50 microscopic bugs in your medication, and they bit you from the inside. Actually, I shouldn't say that. That sounds like some kind of conspiracy. Because, you know, people might actually think that that's what happens. It's not, but it'd be funny if, you know, instead of antibiotics, your medication is just full of bugs. Uh,
1: microscopic bugs to help you kill microscopic. bacteria. Microscopic.
0: Blood-sucking bugs. They're supposed to attack the bacteria from the inside. That's how. Yeah, that blood-sucking
1: bugs. Bugs. What's that? What's that one medical practice that's super outdated? Leeches. No, no, the, the leech. I'll, okay. Ticks. I will stay th- Okay, I was not thinking about that. I was thinking about bloodletting. Bloodletting.
0: Okay. Well, leech therapy is a type of bloodletting. <laughs> Close enough, right? Close enough. It, well, they do the same thing. They take take the blood that's in your body and put it outside your body.
1: I, don't know, I feel like leeches seem a little more unclean than blo- just like cutting, giving yourself a cut and letting some blood flow out. I think that's how they did it most of the time.
0: I don't think either of those are sanitary. Well, you don't <laughs> know where that blood somehow- has been. <laughs> You don't know where the. You're also exposing the inside of your body to the outside, which is unpredictable in what it contains. Yeah, I'll just never go outside again. You're like you, you know that, that um, the misconception that like pee is sterile. What? Oh, it's not really. It is. It is sterile. People, no. It's. Okay, you do. You don't know this. I've never you know heard that pee this. is sterile. Pee is sterile.
1: <laughs> huh? It's a
0: sterile liquid. However, the moment it goes outside your body and through once it exits through your body, it's no longer sterile. It's dirty because it you know it has to go through a place, and now it's it's somewhere else. It's not sterile anymore. It's not used. It's not like a clean thing anymore. But I, mean, I thought you'd know about that, but I guess not. No, I did not um, know about that. That's new knowledge. Yeah, there me. are some cultures in which they use urine to wash their hair. What? Yes. Ah. Uh. It is. it kind of works. The only problem is that usually urine is where all of the uh, the waste products besides water go out. So essentially, you're you're washing things with what is essentially a human waste product. Um, the various bits and pieces and gross stuff that is in your blood, you know, gets filtered through your kidneys and it's it's deposited out of your body through your urine. Wait. And Wait, where? That's how.
1: Wait, at what point in the process is it sterile?
0: When it's first when it's it's first
1: made, when it's in your kidneys.
0: I don't. uh, I'm not sure. I thought it was something like because the waste has to come in your body.
1: The waste has to come from somewhere, or it goes in from somewhere, or wash. It has to wash out something, right? I thought that's how it
0: works. No, no. Uh, (laughs) it is not sterile. According to this, it's not sterile. It's sterile because it has no living organisms. That is what it's- is is that the bottom line for sterile? Is that what sterile means? (laughs) I guess, because that's what the internet says. It says that it's sterile because there are no living (laughs) organisms in it. But that does not entail that it is clean.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I thought sterile meant clean because <laughs> that's what yeah, doctors they' <laughs> still
0: they're still you know they're well actually bacteria sounds like it would be considered an organism though is the thing isn't it but you know urine has bacteria it's present in low it's present in urine at low levels, albeit but it's still there. Why the hell would it be sterile? I don't know why that's like a misconception that people think.
1: Are we getting the definition- gridded. are we sure you're getting the definition of sterile correctly?
0: Well, okay. Well, it says that urine isn't sterile.
1: Define sterile. Not- what? Not able to produce children or young?
0: No, that's- <laughs> <Free>. <laughs> that's that's a different type of sterile.
1: <laughs> Free from bacteria or other living <laughs> microorganisms. Totally clean.
0: Bacteria is an organism, therefore. Okay, it isn't sterile. There is bacteria in your urine. Urine is not sterile.
1: I'd imagine it isn't, like, just by hearing it. Yeah. But The medical field is so,
0: like, wishy-washy with some of the terms they use. Medicine isn't an exact science.
1: (laughs) It's like, the whole terminology is a little wishy-washy. Yeah, and all these names no one remembers science. about different medications and infections mm. and
0: bacteria and everything it's not an exact science otherwise you'd you know you'd have medication that does the thing that you wanted to do instead of it being all like hey here, let's just make it so you can't walk for a while let's just you know swell up some of those good old tendons you know <laughs> or or let's just give you a really really bad rash so you know, it's not. It's sometimes it doesn't work because you can't really predict what your what your patient will or will not be able to consume, ingest.
1: Yeah, that's why most, or what have you. That's why usually when things happen after you take stuff, they they're like, "Oh, you're allergic. Let's add it to the list."
0: <laughs> yeah, the allergy list, because you know they need to make sure that you don't ingest anything that is harmful to you.
1: Yeah, but Although, you, usually they base it off of, or they initially base it off of your family history. Because if your family, yeah. if anyone in your family has ha have showed uh, symptoms when taking a certain medication, you're probably going to have the same thing. Mm-hmm. But, okay, my mom took both of the medications I was allergic to, I think. So it must be for my dad. <laughs>
0: Dang it dad. <laughs> yeah, son. I don't know how allergy genes are passed down. But, you know well, I guess it's the same way that any other sort of traits are passed yeah, well, down is the trait for peanut allergy and Yeah, I guess. Know, I don't know how I don't know if it's a dominant trait or a recessive trait.
1: Yeah, because, like my, my dad has never taken any of these medications either, so Mm-hmm. It, it was, I, i'm pretty sure it's from him. it's probably from him but we we didn't know It's a
0: i wouldn't know what that's like cuz i have very little to know. i have very little allergies both of my both of my siblings have a bunch of them but i'm completely fine i'm i'm a superhuman compared to them
1: you're so a perfect can... child perfect body perfect body. yeah
0: i the... I'm perfect child, perfect body. My mom got some really good prenatal vitamins when, when she was pregnant with me, so I became the strongest of the three of us. <laughs> that's that's how it works, right?
1: Uh, yes. <laughs> Wasn't there a saying where if you eat vegetables, when you're, vegetables as you're getting pregnant, you'll get a girl?
0: No, that's not how it works. <laughs> I know, that's not how it works.
1: But I swear, I've heard people say that before.
0: Why would that be... Why would that determine which gender your baby is? And, if, and how do people come up with this stupid-ass shit? And if you want
1: a boy, you have to eat a lot of meat.
0: That's so stupid. <laughs> that's such a... That's Honestly, I would categorize that as almost sexist. Because what is that supposed to say? Is that supposed to say that vegeta- vegetables are inherently female? Are, inher- are, are vegetables feminine? I don't think so. That's such a dumb thing to think. <laughs> and meat is inherently masculine, that's also just as stupid. <laughs> I know, all these...
1: It's a lot of, like, like tradition stuff. It's, it, it's a lot of, like, traditional stuff. Like, has
0: not a lot of backing behind it. Mm-hmm. I'd like to say... Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, like, how, well, the thing is is that people will be, yeah, you know, the reason why you're a boy is because your mom ate a lot of steak when she was pregnant. Yeah, probably. all of those steaks. She only ate steak just because she yeah. wanted a boy. That's how, in, you know, in that case, if that's what happened, the baby would be kind of messed up because they got nothing but meat their entire, the entire time they were being, you know, germinated. That's not the correct term. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Why they were being grown inside another person. And it's just, you know, you're missing key nutrients if all you're getting is stuff from meat. But now that I think about it, that's how a lot of carnivores get their nutrients, is they get the nutrients from the herbivorous animals that they eat, and they get the, the, you know, the vegetable-like nutrients from those. Mm -hmm. So I'm not entirely sure why that isn't necessarily the case for us. I guess it's just that... We need more of it, or it could be that we just don't process meat in the same way that other carnivorous animals do, because we're omnivorous. Huh. Um, anyway, <laughs> <anyways>. um, <laughs> there is like a couple of topics that I wanted to talk about, and it had something to do with like... Um so recently, over the past week, I decided I was so much into it that I finished all of Hajimeno Ipo over the course of this last this past week, because I just loved it so much. Uh let's see. There's seventy-five in the first season, there's twenty six in season one and season two, and there's two movies.
1: Wait, so you watched all of them? Two movies?
0: Yeah, I watched it all. Oh I guess. It was that good, dude. I really liked it.
1: <laughs> Wait, so what do you the, what do you like about it? Then? Um,
0: well, it's first of all, it's just it's just an interesting view at boxing. It it's more than just, oh man, look at these guys fight. It's all about the stuff leading up to the fights too. And all the characters are very they're very very nice characters. That's not a very good way to put it. They're all very, I not, I don't know, relatable, but I just like all the characters. They're very likable characters, all of them, every single one of them. Um, Ippo is a great protagonist, and I'm glad that sometimes the thing isn't solely focused on him. However, I wish that some characters got to win a bit more than they get to, and I wish a lot of more attention was put on characters that didn't get, don't get as much attention. And, you know, but still, overall, really good series. I loved all of the fights. I loved the way that it works. It's definitely got that... There's something about it that I really like, and it has to do with the fact that all of the techniques and the maneuvers and the various boxing things that they do are rooted in reality, rather than being, you know, inane anime bullcrap, which I can't really... I don't really like as much. I'd much rather it be rooted in reality and everything being able to reference itself back and having, like, this is these are the effects that it actually has in reality, therefore these are the effects that it has in the show. As opposed to, say, I don't know, the the other fighting anime, the one I keep thinking of is Baki, and I stopped watching Baki because I couldn't take it seriously because at some point it just became that inane anime bullshit that I don't want from these... These like anime where it's not supposed to, it's suppo- not supposed to be magic superpowers it's supposed to be realistic fighting and it's not and so I just dropped it and I didn't like it.
1: Oh, the same happened to the same thing happened to a series that I was watching or reading. It was a webtoon called God of High School, and it actually got its own anime adaptation. Even though it started off as a webtoon, which is honestly pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. A few, a few other webtoons have gotten anime adaptations. So I can think of Tower of God, and also I think No Bless had a few episodes as well.
0: Before the never God, heard of either of these,
1: but yeah, they're they're definitely worth watching or reading if you mm-hmm. like reading webtoons. They're all they're all vertical and all in full color. I do enjoy reading. Webtoons.
0: I've read. I've, well, I read a couple of webtoons. Yeah, yeah. So God of High School. It
1: starts off as like a... Seems like a traditional martial arts fighting series. And it looks like promising. It looks pretty promising at the beginning. But then it turns out the main character is actually the Monkey King. No. So then it ends up being where... Instead of it transitioning from martial arts into like martial arts with superhuman powers... They, from hmm. th- from gods from powers they bo- they borrow from the gods, so th- then everything just becomes on the scale of ridiculousness, which I c- kind of did not like as it progressed because it kept getting mm-hmm. more ridiculous. Yeah, as like they c- well that's. As like, the gods get more and more involved with the world, and they can borrow more and more of their power, so everyone just got more powerful.
0: <laughs> That's another thing that I don't really like, is when God, Divine Intervention, I'm not a fan of that either. Because it kind of, it takes away stuff that the character actually does, and it says, no, the reason why they won is because God was on their side. Or something like that. As opposed to their own ingenuity, or this person did it. And that's, for that reason, that's why I like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure so much. Because God's got nothing to do with it. The reason the characters win in that show is because huma- it's just humans fighting other humans, usually. Sometimes the human is fighting an orangutan. Or or a dog. <laughs> or a bird. Or sometimes there are no humans at all. It's just a dog versus a bird. Or sometimes you're fighting a street that has a stand somehow. Or a person versus a rat. Like it's never about, hey, gods are getting in the way of this. It's usually. And it's only ever humans doing human stuff and humans beating other humans. Or other animals or other organisms that somehow have stands. Or sometimes streets. I don't know why that's why that happened, but uh, street it stand. happens. Street
1: stand was pretty good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um But that's, that's what I, I like that. I like it when it's just the humans doing the human things. I like, you can do things like, you know, they get angry, they get more powerful because they're angry, but that's not because God got in the way and gave them power. Mm. Like, I, I like the fact that JoJo's and other various series that I like are very much rooted in it's just humans versus other humans and, you know, other stuff don't got anything else to do with it and it's just you lost because this person was smarter than you it's not because you lost because this person got god powers although sometimes it does happen but it's 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 not about but that wasn't i'm thinking about jotaro versus dio and I don't think that had anything to do with God. <laughs> that just had something to do with it. Turns it just so happens that Star Platinum and the world are the same type of stand, uh,
1: so which the same is type of stand as the It or is
0: or an or? ass pull, but hey, they didn't do the ass pull of God. Okay, so it's it's different and it's it's okay to a certain extent.
1: Uh, I feel like they it happened. The, the same ass in pull JoJo's. has happened in like every ending in JoJo. I
0: feel like, or most of them again- I'm forgetting the supernatural things of like part four though, because part four there was just that unexplained alley that if you look be- if you look behind yourself, you just get dragged into wherever and but that's i don't that's still not God, it's supernatural, but it's not it's not god it's not God intervening in the series. It's just something that happens.
1: That alley has to be based off of something. I feel like I remember a story, but I can't remember it.
0: I mean, it could... It's, it's, it has the same kind of vibe as a small town urban legend, you know? Mm-hmm. The same thing with like, oh yeah, like there's this killer, or there was this murder a while back, and this house is haunted, and, you know, the mur- the killer is still around. Or, you know, if you... If you listen real closely, you might hear the screams of... Of people, or something like that. But the, uh, let's see. I want, there were two things that came to mind over the over the course of watching Ippo no and there was, one thing was the handling of characters speaking different languages in the like in a anime series. Oh, um, I'm interested in about this. Yes. Yeah. Because in Hajime no Ippo, what ha- you know, the the show is in Japanese. <laughs> everyone speaks Japanese. Mm-hmm. And I'll get to some other examples in which I think they do it a, a, in a much... They execute it in a way better way than, than Hajime no Ippo in some cases. Um, but in Hajime no Ippo, everyone speaks Japanese for the most part. There's some parts where people will speak English, but it's usually just like short bursts of it. Yeah, or um, Or, what is it? Or or Russian or whatever. There's like one Russian line in the entire series because there's one Russian character. Um, but for the most part, everyone speaks Japanese. And the way they kind of like deal with it is that whenever you're supposed to understand a character, they're completely fluent in Japanese. But when it ter- when it comes to actual conversations, if a foreign character has to have a conversation with a Japanese character, there suddenly their speech becomes much more stilted. Or it sounds more like they're not a native speaker of Japanese. Whenever you hear their thoughts, it's so clear. And I feel like sometimes when you don't understand like that nuance, that it's kind of hard to understand. The, like, hey, at some parts, there's this character. He's one of my favorite characters. Uh, Alexander Volgzangiev. Alexander. He is the Russian boxer. <laughs> oh, yes. he box. He's a Russian boxer who is in Japan to get money for his uh, sickly mom. And, you know, that's his thing. And so, like, you know, most of the time when you're just hearing his thoughts in his head or when you're supposed to understand a conversation between him and his trainer, who is also Russian, they're speaking fluent Japanese, but I think the implication is that they're speaking Russian, right? Mm -hmm. But then suddenly when you go to another scene where Volg is lost at the train station because he can't read the signs well, he has to ask Ippo for help and suddenly his speech is much more simplified because he doesn't actually, he's, he knows some Japanese, but he's not completely fluent. And then, then there's like a part where he, with him where he's, he's leaving to go back to Russia. And he says that, you know, he, he planned on staying longer, so he really worked hard in his Japanese, but I guess this will be the final thing I say in, in Japanese. Uh, he's saying this to Ipoh by the way, and he says, uh, like, sayonara. And then, and then he leaves. And, you know, it's it's very, very difficult to kind of get that nuance. But I think they did it okay. And that happens with every single character who doesn't know Japanese, is that suddenly, you know, they have to speak Japanese so that, you know, the audience can understand them, even though they most likely wouldn't know it. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I, was kind of weird about it, but I kind of get what they were going for. Yeah, and it's, it's
1: <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a lot of nuance I notice that occurs when there's like different nationalities getting involved in like anime, where mm-hmm. where it should it makes sense that some of them won't be able to understand Japanese, but most anime te- typically just have them speak fluent fluent Japanese anyways. Mm-hmm. For the most part, part I can think of a few that did it a little differently. Uh The first one I think of is Black Lagoon. I know you know about this one.
0: Yeah, I watched Black Lagoon. I really enjoyed it. Everyone yeah. speaks Japanese. Yeah, but like, but hey- also, wait, I, I watched the dub of Black Lagoon because because there there's are some scenes in that that make more sense because it's in English rather than in Japanese. Mm-hmm. But continue.
1: Yeah, I watched a Jap- Japanese sub for it. Mm-hmm. So I I can talk for this side of the argument, is that they really, the entire show was pretty much in Japanese, even though in Rwanda, of it's like filled with nationalities of a different bunch of people. There's Revy, who's from, is it London?
0: No, no Revy's from New York. New York,
1: yeah, so she's, she's American. We New have the... She's Chinese-American. Yeah, we have the Russian mafia <laughs> we have the, yeah. we have the chinese yeah then we have the rock from japanese yeah
0: the rock he's just rock he's just rock <laughs> I call his him name the rock. is rock the rock
1: so like there's a bunch yeah. of mix of different nationalities here but the entire show the it's just speak it's just spoken in japanese but yeah i believe it's in the the You could call this the second season, I think. It's in the second season, where they end up going to Japan for something. Yeah. Where Mm -hmm. Revy was there too, but she doesn't know Japanese. She doesn't. So, it was... So, like, she's speaking... In the first season, she's speaking Japanese perfectly fine. Second season, she shouldn't know Japanese, but... She should not know Japanese, but she still kind of talks like it's fine. But whenever Mm -hmm. there's, like, English involved... She does speak English. Like I believe there were some English people in the second season when they were in Japan, and Revy was speaking English. But it was like the kind of broken English, since it's like a Japanese voice actor, so the English was still kind of broken.
0: I'm thinking about the give scene, where the one guy is like, he's trying to give up, so he's saying give, give, give.
1: Oh, you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, I do. I like, do remember.
0: And then she's like, give? Give me what? And and then she, I think, does she just beat him up or shoot him? I don't remember what happened. I, I think
1: she, she beats him up.
0: I, yeah. That scene didn't make any sense in English. Yeah. Um, she but she I watched was it not back supposed in Japanese. to...
1: I think... I think the person... The victim was speaking Japanese. Revi was... Yeah. Ob- obviously shouldn't know that. So she doesn't know what yeah. the guy is saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the for the dub that sounds like <laughs> I feel no, like that the thing, scene would thing is not
0: that they work messed up well. they messed up the mess up the line in, in in the English dub because in Japanese the guy is literally saying give 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 cuz in Japanese by saying give it means give up it's supposed to be a, it's an import of give up into Japanese and they just say give because when you you like when you give up you say i give like give 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 Um, But in in English, in the English version of that, and in the Japanese version, that makes sense because they're all like, he's saying saying give, but she doesn't understand, you know, that's like a thing that Japanese people say when they want to give up. So she's like, give? Give me what? And she's just walking closer, pointing the gun at him while he's like surrendering, surrendering, but she doesn't understand that, you know, saying give in Japanese means that he's giving up. They messed that scene up in English and I was pissed at it because I knew exactly what it was supposed to be, and I completely botched it. Because now you have this guy speaking English, and he's saying, give, I give, I give up, I give up, and then you see <laughs> revy being all like, what, what do you mean, what do you mean, what are you trying to give me? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Shouldn't you understand what he's saying?
1: Yeah, and th- this scene in the sub, revy was speaking English.
0: Yeah. And the other um, guy was speaking
1: Japanese, I believe.
0: Sometimes... When they're... It's in, in Black Lagoon. They're sometimes... In the dub of Black Lagoon. Sometimes they use the original Japanese uh, dialogue for when characters are supposed to be speaking their native languages. Um, so... And the other thing is that um, Rock... They had the English voice actor for Rock say lines in Japanese to speak when he was being... Tra- when, um, when Balalaika needed him to translate to some Yakuza guys. I think they were Yakuza guys. Um, so he was he was Laika's translator, and so they had the English voice actors speak lines in Japanese whenever he was trying to convey something to the people who were speaking Japanese. And they used this, the actual Japanese audio for the Yakuza guys in the English dub whenever there was supposed to be sort of a... a, a where people weren't supposed to understand each other completely. Mm-hmm. And that was good. And for some reason they just dropped the ball and gave the guy who was supposed to give up his own English voice actor, and now it doesn't make any sense anymore. They should have just kept the Japanese voice in so that it would make more sense. Because, you know, if it's supposed to be from Revy's perspective, then Revi should not understand what he's saying, and she, she should sound like Japanese to her, and she can just speak English.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it gets, I guess can, I can imagine managing this thing gets a little annoying. Yeah, in, when making anime, the the other anime I, I was it. thinking of was like some tra- has some translating stuff, but they kind of just put it off to the side. Is in in a show called Great Pretender, where I never heard of it. <laughs> it's like a con man anime. It's all about okay. like conning people. Like the main character is from Japan, and he he's getting like con job in America, so he's flying over there. Like, in the beginning of the anime, they're in Japan, they're speaking Japanese fine. He meets an Englishman, I I think, like, Leon? I think his name's Leon. And he <laughs> he's an Englishman, but he can also speak Japanese, how convenient. So then he invites him to get, come to America for a job. They go to America together. But the main character is Japanese, should not know English, right? But, so, so then they're... No, no, he does know English, but not very well. So then, when we're in America, they start speaking English the entire time. Everyone is speaking English, even between like the main characters. But it's all like broken English, cause the voice actors are still Japanese. Yeah. That's at the point where I was starting to get annoyed <laughs> with the broken English. There's like a huge warning sign, that's just... Huge notice sign that appears on an anime for the sake... That just says something along the lines of for the sake of everyone from now on, just assume they're speaking English and they are just speaking Japanese.
0: Oh. As- that, if you're gonna put a sign on there, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> it's like a huge breaks sign. The flow. There's a huge it breaks sign. The and it breaks the immersion when they say, hey, everyone's actually speaking English. Just just pretend. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny, though. Because if they... if.
1: If they kept on going with like the broken English I would not have kept watching. So I'm kinda <laughs> glad they did that.
0: Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I thought it was kinda funny know, though. They just... I think there's a clever way to there's a clever way to, to execute it and it's definitely not that. It would be either to keep everyone speaking Japanese so that the so the one that I think did it really well is is Monster. Have you watched Monster? I've not
1: watched it, but I've read it.
0: Yeah, but in, there's like a scene in the anime for Monster in which there's an old British couple who are going to Germany to visit their son. I think their son died in Germany for one reason or another. I don't remember exactly. But during the course of the scene, it's just them two in the car, and they're speaking Japanese. So, and however, the moment they come across, um, Tenma. And the moment they come across Tenma, just you know, walking on the side of the road because you know that's what he's been doing, he, he he like he he flags them down and they stop, and they're like, they're speaking to him in Japanese, but presumably they're speaking English because they're from Britain. Mm-hmm. But when when Tenma greets them, he says Tag, because he's supposed to be speaking German, um, and so in that so like he actually speaks. German in that scene in which he's not supposed to be understood by where the focal point kind of is currently. And then when they say that, the two characters who are speaking Japanese, who are supposed to be speaking English, say, oh, we don't know German. Can you speak English? And then when he says that, Ten must start speaking Japanese because now the conversation is actually in English. So <laughs> I like this... It's it's kind of confusing, but I like it, this execution the most because essentially what it is is that you can establish at some point that they're speaking this language and you can just say that they're speaking the language and it's fine. But the way you go about it is that you make it so that the people that you're supposed to understand are speaking the language that the audience is supposed to understand. Even if it is Japanese, it makes more sense to me because it's like, okay, now characters are supposed to understand each other rather than they're supposed to be speaking different languages or they're speaking the la- they're supposed to be speaking another language but we hear it as a different language so that we can understand it. It's more like a you are supposed to understand what they're saying, mm-hmm. so you have to understand it, so they'll speak the language that you understand. And I, I even though it's kind of weird, that's the one that I kind of like the most, because there are scenes in Hajime no Ippo where it doesn't really make sense why characters understand each other, because they shouldn't know enough Japanese to be able to get their to get their ideas across. And then you know, in some instances, they just do for some reason. Yeah. Like there's one character, there's one boxer, one American boxer in that show. His name is Brian Hawk. And I do not understand why he he does not seem like the kind of person who would even bother to learn another language <laughs> other than English. But for some reason he has entire lines or he's just speaking entire Japanese sentences. And the Japanese um the Japanese press, who are at this press conference because he's about to fight one of the main characters, um, the Japanese press can understand him because I guess he is speaking Japanese even though he's American and he does not look like the guy who would even try to learn a lick of Japanese and so it really feels weird (laughs) and so I'm just confused the entire time
1: I I feel like maintaining
0: consistency
1: is the big part in making and solving a language barrier between characters
0: yeah but it's, it's it's things like that. And I don't... I'm trying to think of, like, what would be a good way of going about that. You could do a thing where it turns out, like, characters know multiple languages, and when they need to accommodate a certain character, they'll speak that language. But then when they're alone, they'll speak another language. That's kind of how American cinema works. Um, Where, you know, I don't know if maybe say that, you know, some Japanese characters are a focal point. Or it's... Actually, no, this is a perfect... This is a perfect way of, like, thinking about it. Say that you have a, I don't know, a a Japanese-American family or some Asian-American family, let's say, I don't know, a Chinese family. And so the kids... Maybe the parents don't know English, right? Mm-hmm. And so whenever the kids are outside and they're talking to their schoolmates or they're outside and they're talking to other people, they speak English because that's the thing that most people out there are comfortable with. But then when they go home, they speak Chinese with their parents because that's what their parents know. And that's how, they, that's how you, you do, that's how they talk to each other. And so you maintain that sort of air of realism like this is how it would kind of go because like you speak Chinese in the home you speak English out in the out in the world because that's what more people are more likely to understand and then you just subtitle the scenes where they're talking with their parents and that works although some people don't like subtitles I've also I've also um thought heard that because that is a thing that happened or that's a thing that people don't people don't like subtitles and so they just like it to be able to hear everything in English but then there are some instances of entire conversations being in English, where it doesn't make any sense why they'd be speaking English. Um, do you know the show Modern Family?
1: No, I've not heard of that.
0: Oh well, I used to watch it, and it was I, I liked it. But so there's a character in the show. Her name is Gloria. Um, she she is originally from Colombia but she moved after she married one of the other characters uh i think he's he's the dad of a couple other characters and he's she's kind of like you know much younger and he's pretty he's like older and that's like part of like the modern family thing is like all of these various um people of different backgrounds and different sort of walks of life or maybe there's like different ways that like people interconnect or related to each other there's you know they have uh, one of the guys kids is gay, and he's married to his husband. Um, another one of his daughter is married to another guy. You know, that kind of thing. And he's married c- to this younger Colombian woman because I don't know what happened to his or his first wife. I don't remember what happened. Anyway, there's a point at which Gloria, who is from Colombia, her sister comes to... Uh, sorry, so Gloria's played by Sofia Vergara, and... Um, I don't really think that's a necessary detail, but anyway, um, Gloria has her sister. Her sister, Gloria's sister, for some reason comes to the the states for some reason, and of course, them being originally from Colombia, they have a sort of they have an accent when they talk. The part that gets really weird is when they speak to each other, either alone or when they're like in a heated conversation or when you're alone with a person who speaks the original native language that you also speak, wouldn't you usually go into that language if you're more comfortable expressing yourself in that other language?
1: Yeah, I guess that does make
0: sense. That doesn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. You'd expect them to go into, you'd expect them to start speaking Spanish. You start to, you'd expect them to start speaking Spanish when they like they're arguing with each other or they're alone and they're just talking with each other. But no, they're just speaking really loud in like these you're they're speaking really loud in English with these, you know, Colombian accents which they are also playing up because I'm a, I'm pretty sure that so uh, I've heard Sofia Vergara talk outside of Modern Family. Her accent is not nearly as heavy as it is in that show. And then uh Stephanie Beatriz who is playing her sister, also kind of um, played up the Colombian accent, because I've heard her in other shows, like Brooklyn Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and also in interviews, and she doesn't have an accent at all. (laughs) (laughs) So it feels really weird when you have these characters who are, you know, just talking to each other, who are from another country that is not an English-speaking country, and they're just arguing with each other alone. In English, just so that the audience can see them, or can understand them. And that feels just as bad. And at that point, I'm like, you know what? Suck it up, guys. You need Just read subtitles. Why does everyone need to... That's also kind of like a... Just read subtitles. Let people speak the languages that they know. Let- and, you know, it'll be more authentic. And it'll feel better than everyone just speaking English. And it's also, you know... Less of a, I don't know, colonialist mindset, where, you know, you speak this language because you live in this country. But that's that's not how America works. Everyone comes from different backgrounds and everyone speaks different languages. They speak the languages that they're comfortable with. And sometimes, hey, maybe you don't want to speak English because you're not comfortable expressing yourself in that language. Maybe you're not the best at expressing yourself when you speak a language that is not the language that you know inherently. And so, yeah. It's not just a problem in anime; it's a problem in media everywhere. They all go with all these different executions, and I hate every single one of them. Um, I, I my the, the ones that work are everyone speaks the language. Everyone speaks the language that the audience is supposed to understand, and then they'll just say that it's some other language from Monster. That's an okay one, or just have everyone speak the language that they're supposed to speak.
1: And just add subtitles. Yes. Yeah. It's
0: so. It's so much
1: easier. <laughs> <laughs> and if you need like characters to understand each other, just have like a translator or something, or like a tra- yeah, character or a character is. in the in the show who's a, who knows both languages, like a translate.
0: Yeah, they did that for a while before Brian Hawke started talking in Hajime no Ippo, in which he actually was just fluening in in Japanese for some reason. But there was a point at which a, a reporter who knew English was translating for him, and that was. That was how they did it until he started actually talking, in which it didn't make any sense anymore. Oh, so he does. I, I get Japanese. like their thoughts can be in Japanese, but yeah, suddenly he knows Japanese. Like, what was the point of the translator then? <laughs> so yeah, that's that's like a a thing that I'm very very I'm very very passionate about because language is important, and I think also the other thing is that I'm a very big proprietor of um everyone. First of all, like, representing people accurately has to do with what languages would they speak. Like, even, it doesn't always have to be, like, oh, the Chinese character has to speak Chinese at some point. Because that's, that's, that's one part of representation. But then you have people like me, who hardly know any Chinese, and the Chinese that I do speak, I sound like a toddler, so I don't usually speak Chinese. I speak English, so I'm an Asian American who only speaks English. And that's okay, too! But you need to, like, (laughs) set down, you need to set down these ground rules. So that, like you know, it makes more sense. I like I like the having. I like having various different languages being, represented. I don't like that word for it, but just just you know, accommodating having it in there is super cool because you know you get like a little bit of uh you get a little bit of that foreign spice. Oh, that felt awful. Why did I say that? <laughs> Oh no. Um, uh I mean I mean like more like um it just adds a little bit of spicy diversity. That also doesn't sound right. I don't know what I'm I'm just it just it makes things more interesting when you can, you know, when you can feature more language in your shows and things and various types of media and things like that as opposed to everyone speaks English and only English they they're cuz people need to understand them, which I'm I don't really like because it just feels kind of weird sometimes. Yeah, it's probably so also I, uh, it's probably also
1: ends up being a better representation of their character as well and seeing how they interact with like people of different cultures.
0: Yeah, because that's like a th- that is a thing. It is a thing because I definitely feel like when I speak Japanese, um, I take on a different kind of personality than when I speak in English. Simply because that's just the way I kind of carry myself, or I carry my voice, or sort of act when I say things in Japanese versus english um it also has to do with a lot of like the voice acting that i do too some of the voice acting or the characters that i think of as well is that i can't manipulate my voice in the same way to get like a similar feel when i do the same when i do something in japanese it feels much different when i try to do that thing in english and it feels like when i if i was to portray characters in in japanese versus english Uh, I'd have to probably go for a different type of character depending on the different ones, because I I speak Japanese a certain way, I speak English a certain way. I'm not sure if I can make the two meet and make like a... I'm not sure if I could do a cool... Sometimes I'm I'm not very confident in my ability to portray a cool character in English sometimes, because I don't know if my English voice has the capability for that. (laughs) Although I'm not sure. I might be able to. Who knows? Try. I don't know. You should try. It, it might it just goes. take some practice. You gotta talk it We'll we'll see. But anyway, the other thing that I wanted to talk about, another thing that came up, and it's like a thing that I've definitely, um, sort of—it's happened ever since I kind of started watching anime. But it's not even like limited to anime. But it's more like. What specific situations are there that you've, like, sort of seen in various media, and they just elici- they elicit a very strong emotional reaction in you? Some- like, something kind of idiosyncratic, where it's like, you wouldn't, nor it's like, it's kind of weird that that's the emotional response that you have. Um, mm. I'll give you an example, maybe you can try to, like, maybe you have one after I give you an example. Um... One thing that gets me every single time in, it happens a lot in in anime Recent a lot of the shows that I've watched, is that I feel really bad, and my heart kind of sinks, and I'm on the verge of tears whenever someone loses their appetite in in, in anime. (laughs) Or some amount of food is lost in some way.
1: The food is gone. Well, like they, yeah. they, like they didn't finish the food, or it got ruined somehow, some way.
0: If it got ruined, or someone's appetite got ruined because of whatever circumstances they're currently, you know, witnessing in the conversation they're having, I, I hate it because it makes me feel so bad inside. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> wait, um, that's so weird. Yeah, like um. Uh, the one, one, one that definitely stands out to me is, did you watch Angel Beats?
1: Oh, yes, I have.
0: Okay. When Kaede lost her ticket to get the mapo tofu, I was on the verge of tears.
1: Oh, no! <laughs> when the- <laughs> oh!
0: <laughs> when she lost her ticket to get the mapo tofu, I was like, oh, no. No! <laughs> oh, that's so um, sad. It- More recently, in Hajime no Ippo there is a teacher who introduced one of the um one of the boxers he's an antagonist for his arc in the series who he introduced him to boxing and they're kind of reconnecting or they're getting to see how, where things are going by going into a diner family restaurant most likely and having some food and the guy he's just like oh man like you know you really you really cleaned yourself up ever since you started boxing right and then you know uh the boxers having a steak and his um his teacher is having a plate of what I can only assume is spaghetti napolitan 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 spaghetti napolitan and you know uh, uh, suddenly his his student the guy his name is Ryuhei Sawamura he's a he's a pretty whack guy Um, he starts saying a bunch of unsettling things because it turns out that you know it he realizes that you know by introducing this guy to boxing he's actually made of a monster and now he's obsessed with tasting other people's meat by huh. by beating them up in fights. And that's why he boxes. Huh. Because he literally <laughs> does it to inflict pain on other people and he's kind of he's a sadist. Um and so he's mid-bite. He has th- he has some of the spaghetti on his fork and then suddenly his smile turns to a frown and then he puts he puts the spaghetti down and I'm like, "No." Why you ru- like? I got really mad at Duhe because he ruined this man's appetite. This good man who was just trying to do the right thing, and then suddenly he realizes that he probably did it wrong, and it just kind of my heart sank when that when that bite of spaghetti did not get eaten. Like honestly, uh, it's so just such a tragic. it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing, and I don't know why, but I, I i don't maybe it has something to do with what i how I associate food or something like that. actually, it's probably that exactly um yeah, but any anytime a bit of food is lost or food is a missed opportunity for food for eating or people losing their appetite in the middle of a scene, it just gets me i I don't know why <laughs> um. It's just, it's something that just immediately gets me, and I don't, I don't understand why it does. I, I honestly, I'm cheering up just remembering the Angel Viet scene, I'm tearing up remembering that teacher who thought he was doing good, and turns out that his, the student that he introduced to boxing, he essentially made a monster, and it made him unable to eat a spaghetti. And, oh my god. No, not the spaghetti. yeah, so I'm wondering if you have any sort of thing like that if you're watching something if like a specific kind of situation that just sort of elicits an intense emotional reaction in you I can think of
1: maybe maybe just one, one, one particular scenes that usually get me is when someone forgets something usually it's it's worse if it's something important and it's mm-hmm. worse if it's like forced too, because I can I can go into this a little about a little bit of spoilers in Code Geass. Mm-hmm. I I watched maybe like halfway through the first season.
0: I'm pretty sure if anything, you're the person who would get the most spoiled by Code Geass <laughs> if anyone started talking about Code Geass. <laughs> so uh, because yeah, that show is old. It I'm is old. I haven't and watched it. Yet. <laughs> I just
1: started, it and it's good. So the scene I'm talking a scene in question is. Shirley finds out that, uh oh god, Lulu's zero. I, yeah, Le- Lulu is zero. Shirley finds Lulu's zero. I'm like, oh no, this is pretty bad. And at the end of the episode, Lulu erases Shirley's memories, so Shirley doesn't doesn't know who Lulu anymore. And I was just devastated. It was just so sad when someone just forgets something that felt important to them, and then mm-hmm. they. Well, in the end, I think it did end up helping Shirley because she was kind of, like, emotionally torn at that point. Yeah. But it was just really sad to watch someone who really liked the main character stood up for him even though he was Zero, but mm-hmm. st- was questionable about how she wanted to proceed. But then after she forgot about Zero, she was, like, super happy about it. Or, like, not really
0: happy, more
1: like, that was bittersweet, but she felt... She seemed to be happier.
0: I'm pretty sure that would come under the category of blissful ignorance. Yeah.
1: So, like, yeah. when people forget things, or and if it's forced, like, through what Lulu did to Shirley, uh-huh. it just... It, it messes me up. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's kind of I mean. like...
1: I um, a, a want to be remembered. Right? Because Lulu... Lulu's character—he's trying to keep it hidden. He's—he, yeah. his whole persona is being zero, and he's trying to act as like the, kind of like, how should I put it? Like he is the center he's... of attention right now, but not he. Uh-huh. The, the center of attention is zero, and not
0: Lulu. He's leading a double life. No, no. He's like Hannah Montana from the Disney Channel. Do you remember Hannah Montana? Did you watch Hannah Montana? I did Montana? not watch that. Okay, well, it's about a teenage girl who just wants to be a normal girl, but she leads a double life as a pop star. It's kind of like that, except with um, normal, everyday Britannian student living in Japan for some reason. I mean, District 11, or whatever it's called. And, uh, you know, double double life as a <laughs> as a terrorist <laughs> uh uh-uh. oh <laughs> the leader of a terrorist organization yeah
1: uh it's like associating the things he does but not with the person himself I think is a little mm-hmm. hits me in a weird way the same thing happens in spy expand a little bit the, I have not
0: watched a whole lot of Spy Family, well, but I, I'm definitely interested in it.
1: It's about the main one of the main
0: characters. I know, I, I, know, about, I know about the, the spy. The, the, you know, he, you know, yeah. He,
1: everyone knows he's a spy. Lloyd Forger,
0: that's his like. Yeah, Lloyd Forger. Yeah,
1: but like the thing about him, he's a spy, so all the stuff he does has to be secret and stuff. But like all the <laughs> heroic deeds he stuff he does, like try to prevent the war between the two countries, like goes unsung. Never spoken about, it's all in the shadows, and he's never gonna be like thanked or celebrated for it by the by the public. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's just kind of sad. Like he does all these things for his country to make it a better place,
0: but no one and no one knows, no one knows yeah. him for it. Hmm. That might that feels like it's very much a thing that you want to be praised for something, huh? You want the world to know you exist. I get it though. I want the world to know I exist.
1: Yeah, so it's just sad when people like forget stuff or when things they do are very known for what they do aren't aren't yeah aren't, they go like, unnoticed correlated to the person. Yeah, they go unnoticed. Mm-hmm. It's just just sad. Like they got all just they got all this cool stuff and no one talks about it.
0: Yeah, it has a similar. I the other thing that I kind of immediately. I'm thinking about is I get very very emotional when it comes to grandfather and father scenes or father and grandfather relationship scenes with their with grandchild and child that's another one that really gets me sometimes oh old people too.
1: old people in shows if they get hurt I feel terrible
0: mm. I'm the one that I kind of immediately re- I'm reminded of because I watched it recently was um what is it? Sonobiskudoru Koyosuru? Sonobiskodoro a skoil sudo my dress of darling as whatever stupid title that's supposed to mean. I don't know why they changed it so much, but yeah. Um Uh but yeah, uh, Gojo's grandpa. Is he him getting hurt, him falling over and having to be you know, taken to the hospital for which which or whatever reason, very much like a really hit me in a place that I'm emotional and vulnerable in because I uh, kind of really loved my grandpa. Yeah,
1: same. <laughs> it's sad when I yeah. see old people get hurt. Mm-hmm. I think this, it hurts to watch. I think that's the point of them showing the scenes, but it hurts to
0: watch still. It does. <laughs> things like that uh i'm just now i'm getting emotional I'm just thinking about people not being able to eat food and and grandparents <laughs> grandparents not
1: being able to eat
0: food no no no, oh! no!
1: <laughs> grandparents being forgotten forgotten is about grandparents that forgot to eat their food
0: god i wonder if we're triggering anyone else because right now i'm I'm kind of sweating and i'm feeling really 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 tense right now because i'm thinking about grandparents being unable to eat <laughs> oh. oh no and you're thinking about grandparents being forgotten which is even this is just also crazy terrible <laughs> this is terrible we're making ourselves sad this is such a sad episode yeah this, yeah this is what should we title this episode is gonna be we make ourselves sad our sad anime takes our sad our anime, first, takes. Our anime triggers <laughs> emotional anime triggers we're just we're just we're just in a couple i don't know what else is there i'm trying to think if i have anything else that just elicits an extreme emotional reaction in me uh food grandparents
1: let me look at my
0: anime, let's see if I have anything. <laughs> got, it's like, okay, which one of these shows made me feel something? Uh, which one made me sad? Let <laughs> I me mean, look real fast. <laughs> but, okay, I guess on the other side of things, what kinds of things in anime or various media does not elicit any reaction at all, like almost nothing? Um, For me, it's weird, but... It has to do with a certain type of character death. Where, um, sometimes when I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about, like, very, sometimes when I don't really, when I don't think the character was fleshed out enough, I don't feel anything when the character is is eventually killed off.
1: I mean, Cause I, I, if, that makes if sense. If I don't get an
0: emotional connection to that character, then I don't feel, I don't really feel all that bad when they die. I
1: mean, it makes sense. You don't know much about them. You're not really connected to them. You're not, you're, not, you're not attached to them in any way.
0: But the thing is, is that it happens with characters that I think a lot of people would have a reaction to. Like, part five of JoJo's, I felt nothing when Narancha died.
1: <laughs> uh, uh,
0: that's kind of sudden. That's what
1: I thought i was like oh no
0: but no but even after they were doing the remembrance thing when they had aerosmith fly over fugo that was the only time that i the only thing that i the i didn't even feel anything when Narancha actually died i only felt bad for fugo i didn't feel bad that Narancha died i didn't feel bad for Narancha. i felt bad for fugo
1: Oh yeah, by the way, JoJo Part 5 spoilers. A little late to mention that. <laughs> For uh, everyone no. listening. Sorry.
0: No, we're full of spoilers. You spoil like, a little bit of Code Geass. I talked about Hajime no Ippo and various characters. Um, watch out for the scene where the teacher loses his appetite. It might elicit a strong emotional. Yeah, response yeah Hajime
1: no Ipo and also Code Geos spoilers, listeners.
0: <laughs> the thing about Hajime no Ipo is I find myself rooting for characters and I feel, and the, it's kind of like a character death for a character that really, really um, when it comes to when it came to a lot of the characters in Hajime no Ipo where I liked both people who were fighting it felt really bittersweet when either one of them won, cause then I just I started feeling bad for the other character, cause they didn't get to win, and of course that's the nature of boxing, unless it ends in a draw, you know. Both once one person has to win, one person has to lose, but you can't help but feel bad for the character who lost. Um, and I liked all the characters in Epo, and I I think they were fleshed out. I think they're really good characters. I felt bad when characters lost, but I didn't feel bad when Naranja died. I I kind of felt bad when 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 Ibakio died, but I still didn't really feel anything. <laughs> oh no. I I don't know. I just I don't think that Naranja and Ibakio are all super fleshed out. I guess I don't know.
1: I feel like one thing that I do notice now is I tend to get numb to a lot of things after I've seen it a few times. Like in JoJo's, I've started to accept because it's gone on for quite a while. I kind of get like the na- flow of it. Characters will die sometimes yeah. unexpectedly, but they probably will die. So when they do die, I it doesn't hit as hard. Okay, mm. this is part uh oh part seven spoiler for JoJo. Where um.
0: do you do you know it? No, I don't. I haven't read it. Okay.
1: Um. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> I'll talk okay. about something else. Where uh, of other things that I might, that I usually get numb to is okay when something in a character, like a character trope, like something related to a personality, just keeps happening over and over and over again. That it just gets
0: kind of dull to the point of watching them. What dull cliche like, you know, Tsundere hitting the guy Yeah, like. Yeah, things like that, like
1: <laughs> how, even though it's, like, part of their character, I'd imagine that, like, eventually they, would like, have some development over it, right? But... No, of course not. Like, I, I recently watched, this is, this is different from, like, the whole Tsundere stuff, it was... Uh-huh. This was in O... Osa, Osa, Osama Ranking. The main character, Oji-sama, he's a... He's a king, he's a but prince. but he is okay. he, he is deaf, and he's for deaf. or okay. and for some reason he is a huge crybaby. Mm-hmm. And like every single episode, he cries. It's not even funny. And like the first couple episodes, he's crying. Oh, okay, I feel a little bad because he's like he's deaf, he's a little weak. I felt bad, but then he keeps crying. He it does get better, I think. <laughs> It does improve uh-huh. somewhat, because he does get stronger. But he still cries a lot. I was like, come on. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I... <sighs> am I supposed to Next feel bad? Step- am I supposed to feel happy? Is he progressing? I'm, I'm a little confused. He's still crying.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure that has something to do with, um... I feel like Jake and I talked about this maybe Two weeks ago, we were talking about the episodic nature of things where things from previous versions don't carry o- from previous episodes don't carry over to subsequent episodes, and then it becomes really annoying because then it feels like the characters aren't learning anything and they're not developing they're just falling into their typical behaviors and tropes as opposed to actually developing as people hmm.
1: yeah I can think of a few instances of that too, where like. Or like the same situation happens, and the character does the same exact thing he did last time, and it was not good.
0: <laughs> hmm. Okay, tra- okay, tra- juxtaposing Narantra and Abakio's death to every single main character death in Part Three, I felt really bad every single part three, every single time a Part Three character died. I really was sad. I was sad when Kakioin died. I was sad when Abdal actually died. I was I was sad when iggy died but but then you know i was but it was it was different because i i don't know it felt like Abdal, kakyoin and iggy were much more fleshed out as characters than narancha and abakio in my opinion and so i actually felt really bad when those characters died as opposed to oh no you know suddenly narancha i didn't really care about him and he didn't really he kind of did feel very much he felt kind of one-dimensional sometimes and that's why I didn't really feel anything when Naranja died. I didn't really feel anything when Abakio died. It felt more like that Abakio was just doing his job rather than, oh no, like, look, it's so tragic, he's- he's dying. Um, the other thing is that- <laughs> The other thing to- that I thought about is that recently I discovered that there were these- this JoJo anthology album, which is a bunch of character songs, Done by the artists who did the openings for all of the various uh, JoJo parts. So Coda did songs for Coda uh, did songs for. Um, I think there was a John. There was definitely a Joseph one because you know he did the because Coda did the opening for for part two. So there was a Joseph song, and they also did a Kakyoin one. But the Kakyoin one was a was more of a ballad, or or a dramatic song rather than being like a ha look at how epic this character is it felt more like a a celebration of his life <laughs> <laughs> and i felt really really emotional as listening to kakyoin's goodbye nostalgia song because then i was just remembering that like um for kakyoin his parents probably don't even know that he died and the, the, the hearkening back to like you know not being remembered or not or being forgotten or things like that I'm pretty sure that, in the eyes of Kakioin's parents, Kakioin just ran away from home one day, and now he he never returned because he ended up dying.
1: Oh no! Yeah. No, I I never thought about it like that, but now I am. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Kakioin, because th- think about it, Kakioin got got a flush bud. Put into his head by Dio, so he started acting differently, and so his parents probably thought that his change in behavior was their fault. He was becoming rebellious. Then the flesh bud is removed. He doesn't even go back home to his parents. He goes to the he goes to the Cujo estate where they remove the where they remove the flesh bud, and immediately after that, they leave for Egypt. Oh. <laughs> and so. Ka-kyo-in, Kakyoin exhibited weird behavior at home and then he just left one day meaning that his parents probably think that it was their fault that he was acting up and then he just left and then they don't even know that he that he was like possessed by Dio or anything they don't even know that he died he he, he just went away from home to go help to go help Jotaro's mom and then died on the course of the journey and his parents don't even know what happened to him He's 17,
1: dude! It's <laughs> oh, just
0: sad. uh and no! So, yeah. And so I started feeling really, really bad about Kakyoin again, because that song, it was just about like how the, he was having so much fun on that trip, and, you know, he never saw- his parents never knew what was actually going on with him, and he just ends up dying. Poor Kakyoin. He should've Yeah. I really, I really like Kakyoin, okay? He's like my favorite character from part three. I really wish that he had survived. And see? That's what happens. As You know, I, I think about it. And like, they tried, I feel like they tried to do something similar with, say, Naranja, where in the f- moments leading up to his death, he's like, I'm gonna go, once we're done with this, I'm gonna go back to school. But it didn't really hit the same way as Kakyoin, his literally, par- Kakyoin's parents literally don't know where he is. <laughs> and I just felt so much more for Kakioin than I did for Naranja. And that's why I like Kakioin so much, I guess.
1: This, this reminds me of all the posts of people drawing. What Kakioin looks like if he was in Part Four?
0: Yeah, I remember seeing those, and I was like, "God damn it! I wish that he was in Part Four, because he was also Jesus Joachiro's friend. I mean, they didn't really exactly know each other for long, but it definitely felt like they became best friends, right?
1: Yeah, I feel and like so the, I, the gang in Part Three were more they they, they were, were close knit. They were more closer together than everyone in Part Five.
0: <laughs> That's actually a perfectly good ex- explanation for it. In part three, it feels like a co- it, Part three and part four, it feels like a close knit group of friends who are just hanging out and also going on a trip together. In part five, it sounds it feels more like everyone's just work friends. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, they're all just work friends, with the exception of like Fugo and Narancia, because it seems like they they kind of they had more of a relationship with each other because they were closer in age. Um, but. Everyone else, it very much felt like they were just, it was, this was just a work relationship rather than them actually being friends.
1: Yeah, that's definitely what yeah. I felt like. So it makes their death feel like, eh, oh no, Yeah, well, if you, oh, you know, someone dead. feels
0: like your friend, if someone feels like your friend, of course you're gonna feel more for them. <laughs> this carries over into real life, too. I mean... I don't want to get into it, but you know i've I have a friend who who died you know like four years ago and he was the same age as me, and it felt really bad Aww. so yeah it, it definitely carries over when you when someone is your friend and they die, it feels much more tragic than you know just some some guy that you don't feel like you knew all that well well. This is a really 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 terrible note to li- to leave on and I guess we're kind of just stuck in this because we can't really change this. I mean, we're kind of stuck here and we're running out of time and and um I don't know. I guess I could change. Let's change up the the mood right now. You can watch and listen to us every Sunday live at Twitch starting at two thirty p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Maybe at some point we <laughs> haven't day. done that yet. <laughs> One day. But if you can't make it, no worries. We're recording, so new episodes go up on Mondays at twelve p.m. Pacific Standard Time on all your five on all your favorite pa- podcasting platforms, as well as on YouTube at YouTube.com/slash BreakTime Follow us on Twitter at Chatterpoint Games if you want to see our uh, our fighting game development. We we make games, we don't just we don't stream them, we're we're different, you see, we're built different. Uh join us next week when we talk about whatever. I don't even know who's gonna be here next week at this point. I'm hoping Jake will be here. If so, Jake will be the next one to talk. Otherwise, it might be me. I might be alone, who knows? It might just be Eric. <laughs> at this point, I don't know who is going to be here. But until then, break time over.